Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the 1871 podcast, and we're in limbo land today as Reading have already been relegated to League One. And we've got the final game of the season at Huddersfield coming up on Monday. So we thought uh, what we do on this episode is continue with our Reading FC Top 100 series, uh, which started on our 100th episode. So Johnny and I have already selected our top 25 favourite Reading players each. And on this episode, we'll be looking back on 10 of our most memorable Reading games each. So potentially 20 games, potentially some of the games will be on both lists. Uh, Johnny doesn't know what's on my list. I don't know what's on Johnny's list. So um, we'll, uh, we'll find out shortly. And then just to let you know, on tomorrow's episode, we'll also be choosing five memorable Reading seasons each. And that episode is available from 10am tomorrow. And coming soon in our Reading FC Top 100 series, we'll also be choosing our top five managers and five influential people in Reading's history. And on Monday's episode, Adam LaFondra will be joining us as our special guest. And that episode will be available from 10am on Monday. So let's get started with our top 10 memorable games. And it's a countdown from 10 to 1. And Johnny, this was quite difficult, this one. For me, anyway. I don't know about you. <laughs> God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They can put an extra note on it. made it 100 memorable games. I go, all right. I've, I've, I've left a few out. So there was, uh, for me, uh, and, and it's memorable games as in it doesn't have to be memorable for a good reason. No. Um, so, for example, one of the games that didn't make my list was there was a game I went to would have been probably sometime in the 80s. I went went to Walsall. Um, I think I got there late and Reading lost 6-0. So yeah. that was memorable for the wrong reasons. Um, I had uh, one of those. Yeah. Um, 97, I think it was, Crew Away 
we lost 1-0. Nick Colgan kicked the ball against their centre-forward and it just looped over his head. And I remember the day, there's me and my brother in, in the stand behind the goal going. And that was that. Like, it was just, yeah, one of those well, moments. Well that's, well, that's interesting because there may or may not be a similar memory for me. Oh, jeez. I didn't know that. Say again. I didn't know that. No, no, no. But potentially, we, we were at a game together in the in the same part of the ground um, before we even met. Well, there you go. We'll see. I, I don't know. It's in the stars. Uh, so another... You, you, you what? Sorry, I missed that. It's, it's in the stars, mate. We meant to yeah. be together. <laughs> um, so another one for me was Reading 1, Derby 0 in the record-breaking Royal season. I've got a feeling that... Um, might have clinched Reading promotion or or edged them closer to the title or something like that. Trevor Senior scored the goal. The other one for me that was quite interesting, uh, that didn't make my list, was the FA Cup game. I think it was in 87. And it was uh, third round of the FA Cup at Elm Park. Reading won Arsenal three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Trevor Senior scored in that game. And I heard myself... Um, on match of the day in the evening, reading out the half-time scores. But <laughs> I didn't make my list. Uh, the other one, one of the other ones for me, I think, was um, just because I, I only really kind of started going regularly, was uh, back in 97 again, when we beat Southampton in the Cup uh, yeah. at home on the frozen ice block of a pitch. And soon yeah. went ballistic when uh, as Benali got sent off, he got sent off. Yeah, Kasky scored. You know, it's one. It's one of those Elm Park games that you went. Yeah, this is we're taking on the big boys. Well, we could go on and on and on. We could. There's we there's could. a few, uh, a few Wolves games feature. Yes. Yeah. So there was. I watched. Um, it was the game. I watched the highlights on YouTube yesterday, actually, and it was the game. I think Mark McGee just left to go to Leicester with Colin. Yeah. Yeah. So you had Jimmy Quinn and Mick Goodin. I think it was their first game in charge. Yes. Reading 1-4-2. Brian Moore's commentary. That's it, yeah. Uh, I think Michael Jilks, he got the, I think Michael Jilks got two. Um, Simon Osborne got a really good goal. Uh, And the the other, Jimmy Quinn, I think. Yeah, yeah. Sure. But, um, yeah, uh, I mean, there's there's a few games against (laughs) Wolves memorable games, um, and we could go on and on and on. Yeah. But should we start on our actual list rather Let's than go for it. that Let's game? Go for it. Didn't make it. So, would you like to go first, Johnny, or would you like me to go first? Yeah, no, I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll go first this one. Okay, we'll go a different way. Um, your number ten, please, Johnny. Yeah. So this one, this one was um, it's kind of ironic now after what happened this week with this relegation was the uh, the first game at Nagoski, the Luton home game. The 3-0 win uh, back in 1998 because I think it was actually the first ever game I've actually won money on because I bet on Reading to win 3-0. And it was the only time in about 20 minutes to go I was going, please don't score another goal. Please don't score another what goal. Odds? What were the odds? What were the odds for? I think I got, I remember winning about, gee, about 40, 50 quid, I think. Something like that. It, it was about... I don't know, 20 to 1, 18 to 1, I don't yeah. know, back in those days. But yeah. I think also because, you know, and like, you know, we've we've talked about the the Norwich game, um, the last game, well, the last league game at Umpark, and there was a couple of friendlies. 
but that was a kind of you know the start of a new era. The ground wasn't really kind of completely finished, as in the outside, but it was that you know it was a, it was a new start for Reading Football Club, um, kind of with Tommy Burns and 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 new ground and that win. Grant Brebner, I think, scored the first goal, and um, it was like oh three 0 Here we go. We were on a, a fresh dawn. And it wasn't. It kind of sounds kind of maybe familiar to twenty five years later, yeah. and here we are. Yeah, and I don't. I don't know if this one is on your list, but of course, the last game at Elm Park was it against Norwich? Not last league game against Norwich. Yeah, I was there for that. The yeah. one nil defeat, wasn't it? And then we had a couple of. I think we had a couple of friendlies at Elm Park. Chelsea, I think Sheffield Wednesday. I think Murray made his debut in one of those. Yeah, um, but yeah, that was that was a horrible end to mm. a, a, a wonderful ground, wasn't it? And then it was that fresh start. It was a, yeah. So that was that's my yeah. number ten, and I think you know, um, just because it was a pivotal moment again in the club's history, wasn't yeah. it? Well, my number ten um, is definitely not a memorable game in a good way in terms of the game itself. It was more to do with the, the trip. Um, so it was an away game. It was um, Blackpool nil, Reading nil. I think it was in 1989. And I don't remember anything about the game, but I, I remember the trip. And the reason I remember the trip is we went up on the supporters coach and there was someone I've been friends with on the supporters coach, a Reading fan called Mark Overin, who used to go to the same school as me, been friends for a very long time. Um, big Reading fan back in the 80s and 90s. So we both went up on the supporters coach. I think there were a couple of other Reading fans and friends that we knew that were with us. Um, so we went up. It was, I think it was an, an evening game. I can't remember. But anyway, <laughs> it was nil-nil. It was a horrible game. I don't actually remember anything about the game. <laughs> All we wanted to do after the game was get on the coach and go home. So, it's a, you know, Blackpool to Reading, it's a long drive. Yeah. Then I've got to get home from Reading to Twyford. So we we came out of the ground, we found the coach, we got on the coach, we just want to go home. We're in Blackpool. Guess what happened next? Uh-huh. You, did a, you did an Only Fools and Horses, the coach blew up. <laughs> no, no. Even worse, that would have been that would have been a good excuse for the coach not leaving straight away. The coach driver thought it would be a great idea to do a tour of the Blackpool Illuminations. So wow. my friend, my fellow Reading <laughs> fan, we, and this this went on for about an hour, I think. So we we'd seen this terrible game, nil nil, up at Blackpool. We just wanted to go home. The coach driver wanted to do the Blackpool Illuminations. So Mark Overin actually walked to the front of the coach. Come on, mate! And there apparently. There was uh, a, a lot of older Reading fans on the coach who wanted to see the Illuminations. But anyway, so not even memorable for the game. Definitely not memorable for the game, but for the trip. And that kind of sums up a little bit about what being a Reading fan's about, doesn't it, I think? Can I that. just clarify, as, as, as a board member of Star, was Star involved in that trip? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I just know, I just know that I'll take friend, it back to them. Blame them. Uh, well, this is 1989. <laughs> it was a while ago, so um, I think it was. I think it was 89. I'm not sure. Um, 
But I, I, I just re- like the main thing I remember was my friend Mark marching towards the front <laughs> of the coach and asking what the uh, coach driver was was playing at. But anyway, that's that's not not particularly a memory of, of that game. Apart from I, re- yeah. I don't remember the game. I just remember that it was a rubbish game. It was nil nil, and we wanted to get home, and it took us longer than um, we thought it would do because we didn't leave Blackpool for about an hour. But anyway. Johnny, over to you for your number nine. Yeah. Um, now this was this was probably one of the what a great night at the Madstad, uh, the Wigan home game in the playoffs, two thousand and one, the two two one win. Um, the atmosphere, the comeback, the missed penalty. Uh, like that play, the, the, the I think it was probably the first time. I could be wrong, but the ground was absolutely rocking for the first time in the club's new history at the Majeski. Um Like, you know, when you're one nil down with what, how, a few minutes to go. Um, then we got the equaliser. Kuro took the penalty, forced to put the, re- the rebound in and, and the place went mental. And it was, it was, it was like, wow. Just one of those moments of, of being a fan that made it all worthwhile, do you know? And it, yeah. I, I, anyone that was there would, would, would remember that uh, that buzz, that game, the shirts, the the, the yeah. I, I need to say no more. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's your that's your number nine. My number nine, and I've I've just spotted a theme developing here. So my first uh, memorable game, and as I say, they're memorable games for all sorts of reasons, mm. and not all good. Um, so my first memorable game was a draw. Actually, my second memorable game was a defeat. It Jeez. was also an away game. I don't know if, this, if it's the same one that you mentioned earlier, but my number nine is Crew 1, Reading 0. Uh, and I think it was in the 1991 season, so oh. probably earlier than... Yeah, yeah, yeah. About. And it was... I, I remember... Um, it was a really enjoyable experience because we there. I think there were about four or five of us went in a car. I think the chap that was driving um, was a Reading fan called Tony Ella. I've got a feeling that um, a few of you who might be listening might um, uh, remember this game, uh, this person's name, um, Gary Purser. I've got a feeling he came yeah. up with us as well. Uh, sadly, no longer with us. Um, so we all got in the car, you know, lots of banter. We stopped off at the motorway services on the way up to crew. Um, I can't remember if it was a, a weekend game or a, or an evening game. I got a feeling it might've been an evening game, but I, I really can't remember. I think it was in the 1991 season might've been in the February of 91. Um, and what I really liked about crew is you could stand it's almost like a non-league ground. Mm. So you could stand behind the goal and there was literally about six steps behind the goal. So wherever you were, even if you were right at the back behind the goal, you were really close to the goal. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was just such a great atmosphere, such a great trip. We lost the game, but possibly one of the most enjoyable defeats I've ever seen as a Reading fan. <laughs> Craig, Craig Hignett got the goal. Oh yes, uh, as always. So, uh, and, and he was a good striker, wasn't he? But I don't, yeah. I don't think it bounced off. I don't think it was a clearance and bounced off him. I think we're talking about two separate games, aren't we? But 
Yeah, no, that was, yeah. Interesting that we've both mentioned a crew away game <laughs> um, that Reading lost. But yeah, I just, and, and again, I go back to what I said about the uh, the first game on my list at number mm-hmm. 10. Um, th- this one was, it's kind of what it's all about, about being a Reading fan. Sometimes, even when your team loses, you still have a, an enjoyable experience. And that was yeah. my... You know, that yeah. was my memory. That was my experience that day because, you know, we watched the game. We were cheering the team. You know, the, it was a good atmosphere. I think there were, I think I looked this up and the crowd was about three and a half thousand or something like that. Mm. I don't know how many away fans there were, probably about a hundred or something like that. I don't know. Um, but it was a good atmosphere and, you know, we, we enjoyed the, the day and the game regardless. And I think that is part and parcel of what supporting football in general ready oh, definitely and maybe maybe that's what's going to happen the the fans you know fair play to you if you go into the Huddersfield game on Monday uh I think it's inflatables day there isn't it last yeah. season you know probably will go there and in, enjoy it and, and sometimes you enjoy games just because of the experience even if it's a, a defeat so anyway Number nine uh, is Crew One Reading Nil, which I believe was ninety ninety one season, something like that. So, Johnny, you're number eight. Yeah, number eight. And like, again, you know, some of the games, you know, a couple of games, there's one actually I wasn't at, but I was living in Sydney at the time. It was the Liverpool Cup win away at Anfield? Um, I must have been. I think I ended up being about two hours late for work because. <laughs> it was like a six o'clock in the morning kickoff, and just to watch, you know, I watched the. I think I, you know, watched the the yeah, the first game. We drew one all. I think I think I see uh, one of our uh, interviewee. I think Churchy scored. I think in the first game. I could be wrong, didn't he? Um, and then, and then the the, the the second game, and I was watching it, and it was like, geez, we're having a go at this. This is this is kind of entertaining to watch. And then uh, Bertrand own goal. Um, I was like, oh, geez. and like we were all over him. And, and then you know, I don't that that, that what's if moment of football. Joby McEnough went on that run from the halfway line. He beat about five players, and I was going, oh. and then he just put it past the post. And it was like, oh no, that's it. And then. I was sitting there going like I was I was having kittens, like you know, I was just sitting there going, This is this is this is just mad. Um and then Shane Long tripped over a very long blade of grass, got the penalty, Gilfie's a Gerson, cool as ice, popped it in. And then Brynjar, that nutmeg on the right wing. I don't I don't that's one of the iconic many moments always, but Brynjar Gnarsson, nutmeg is the guy, puts it through his legs, the cross into long, C one. And, and I think, you know, for me as a, a fan, you know, living overseas, and no one, you know, no one over the Reading is Reading. And it was like, I would just beat Liverpool in the Cup, actually. So, yeah, whatever. And it, and I think it was just, and, and for that, I think for Brian McDermott as a manager, it was huge. For Shane Long as a player, it was huge because he kind of struggled that season. Um, it was a kind of a coming together moment. And like, we had, you know, we had a good run in the Cup, but it was like, a start again, the start of something that progressed down the line, you know, and, and 
no one, Liverpool fans are going, you just beat us in the cup, went, you know that 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 for me was just uh, you know as a as an uh, you know overseas fan it, it meant a lot to me. It was it was like ooh, we're on the we're on the, the big stage, you know. Yeah. Um, well, moving on to my number eight now, and funnily enough, um, it's also a cup game against uh, one of the big clubs. Uh, also, I was living overseas at the time. I was in in Sweden, living and working near Stockholm, and. Um, and there's still a bit of a theme developing in mind because it, this is a defeat. It's a draw, draw and a defeat. Jeez, mate, yours is a bit depressing, really. I know, <laughs> so far. It gets better. <laughs> there's, some, there's some happy memories, too. But um, I, was, I was living and working near Stockholm, um, and I was working with an Arsenal fan. So I, it was the um, Reading Arsenal FA Cup semi-final in oh, yeah. 2015. So we agreed that we would meet in a pub in Stockholm and watch the game together. And for some reason, I think he had some sort of family thing come up. He couldn't make it. So I ended up like watching it on my own at home, um, which might have been a good thing, seeing as I was going to be watching it with an Arsenal fan. But anyway, um, and it's just, you know, for okay, Reading got to the FA Cup semi-final was it um, 1925 or something like that? 19, yeah, something like that. Yeah. We, were, uh, we, were, we were kids back then, Mark. But... Against Cardiff, yeah. yeah. Well, 1913? I, I was, you'd only just been born. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was in the, what was it, 1925, something like that, wasn't it? Mm. Sounds about right. Uh, and it was against Cardiff, 3-0 defeat, I think. Uh. Yeah, uh, so it might be. A, we'll. I'll look it up afterwards. Um, so it was uh, Reading against Arsenal in the FA Cup semi-final, two thousand and fifteen. Um, Alexis Sanchez uh, scored in the first half for Arsenal, and we thought, oh, here we go. But actually, Reading were giving it a good go, mm. and then we equalised. Gareth mm. McCleary in the second half. What's going on? And a, a, similar to that game that you described. Um, Reading against Liverpool, um, and obviously this was a you know decent period in in the club's history. Um, so we equalised. The game went into extra time, and then um, that infamous Adam Federici mistake. In a way, it wasn't even that much of a terrible error. It just looked bad, I think, mm. and and it was he you know he apologised for it. I don't think he needed to. Um, but the ball sort of it was Sanchez again, the ball sort of squirmed underneath him, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, I was there, I was there for that game. Um, yeah. great day out, but it was just we, 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 I, I think anyone watching overseas, home, whatever, no one thought we'd give them the game we did. We actually took the game yeah. from them, and we, we so, could have won. So, Johnny, let, let me just go through my three so far. And I think this sums up what being a Reading fan is all about because my number one was Fordham along that lines. So we've had a few of those games watching Reading. Number yeah. two was an enjoyable defeat. We've probably had a few of those games. And number three was heartbreak. Mm. We've had a few of those. So yeah. that's, that's my my number eight, um, Reading's 2-1 FA Cup semi-final 
defeat. And the reason I mentioned the the game in 1925 or whatever it was is that, in a way, I think probably to get to the FA Cup semi-final in 2015 was a much bigger achievement than it was in 1925, 26 or whenever it was, um, you know, against Arsenal and, and to go so close. So that's my number eight. Um, Johnny, over to you for your number seven. Well, this is a Wolves one. Uh, this is a fun Wolves one. And I think a lot of people might like this one. Uh, Stuart Lovell, two goals. Yes. <laughs> 1997. Um, and again, actually, I, I actually wasn't at the game. I hold my hands up. I, I, I was living up in wherever I was, up in Cambridgeshire at the time as a nurse and doing whatever. I was following the game on teletext. Do you remember the days of that? Oh, yes. And yeah. <laughs> I was going, because we were, we're not, we were kind of near relegation. We weren't, we were okay, whatever. But it was McGee's walls, wasn't it? And we, everyone was up for it. And it was like, they, like, I think that was it Atkins or whoever scored in the 75th minute or something daft like that. And I was sitting there going, bleep, 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 bleep. And then, like, you remember Teletext used to refresh. Refresh. Yeah. And I was going, we just scored two goals in a minute. And I was like, <laughs> I was running yeah. around the house. And it was just, I think, like, the people at the game, I've watched it on, you know, the, the highlights of the game. And, and just, you know, Jilksy got took out a few times by the running players. McGee was going off on one. And I was just, I, I just, yeah, it was a running fan at the time. I went, yeah, whatever, McGee. Because they were challenging for playoffs, I think. And and it was just like, yeah, karma, mate. You, yeah, it was, uh, you know, and Archie had kind of not had a great season, but it was like two goals in front of the South Bank. And, and it was... Cheer up Mark McGee, the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. the other one with the, uh, yeah, the, the, other, the other version. Yes. Um, but it was, it was, it was a, you know, even though we were struggling, it was just nice to put one over on them and, and, they, I don't think they 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 didn't make the playoffs. They didn't go up that season, and you know, small small victories for us Reading fans. But uh, yeah, it just it just made me chuckle because I went. <laughs> well, two two things. This one could easily have been on my list because I was at that game. So mm-hmm. actually, um, I've done my list now, so I'm not going to revise it. But th- this game could very easily be on mm-hmm. my list. Um, that was a fantastic game. And also, for the younger listeners or, or viewers <laughs> on YouTube, Teletext. Yeah, yeah. How do you describe a Teletext? It, the it, Sun it Holidays. Was like, it was like Twitter, but you couldn't do any of your own messages. It, it was yeah. like, I don't know, if you. it's a bit like now if you look at the BBC website, look at the scores, which I do. So, so that's that's the new version of Teletext, isn't it? You look at the BBC website and you look at the the championship scores uh, you don't have to you have to wait for about a minute for the page to refresh in those yeah. days <laughs> yes it was a slower version of the the bbc sport website and that's what teletext was, oh, what, back, was it, back in the pre-digital days that yeah. was was it cfax wasn't it and and C-fax. there was yeah and then all, all the channels uh so back in the day we only had a, four tv channels well we had three wasn't it yeah, anyway, yeah. So let's not go there. But, um, 
but yeah, it, it was a sort of very slow version of the, the yeah. BBC website and and very pixelated as well. Yeah. Wasn't yeah. it? It was uh yeah. Anyway, let's not let's not <laughs> dwell on old old stuff that happened a long time in the past. So uh, yours. yeah, my number seven. And it gets really good now from, from now on. Not necessarily all of them, but this next one. Um, I was so in, in the... Um, I don't think I've got any games in my list from the 106 season. And the reason for that is because I was living in Dubai. And um, I did come back. I did I, I did see a few Reading games. Um, but when it got to the the... Premier League season, the first season in the Premier League. Um, in when I lived in Dubai, I could watch all of the Premier League games. So sometimes I literally at a weekend I'd be sitting, you know, on a Sunday watching three games in a row, like literally watching football for like six yeah. hours in a row. I do that sometimes now. Um, so uh, when it was the one hundred and six season, I was I was kind of following it a bit like you did. Yeah. With that, uh, that Wolves game, um, just getting the updates really, um, and I was working out when we got closer to to getting promoted to the Premier League. That's all I was interested in. I was working a bit like this season, but the other way round. So I was working yeah. how many how many points we needed to have a chance of staying up, and uh, that was a waste of time, wasn't it? But never mind. <laughs> um, so. I was doing that in the 106 season and and for me it was all about promotion to the Premier League. I wouldn't have cared if, you know, I w- better to go up automatically of course because we've we've had a few heartbreaks in the playoffs, but anyway, that that was about all about going up. Um but of course when we when we finally went up because I got to watch all of the Premier League games, I I I did see Reading, you know, on a on a regular basis, but I also came back and um i watched i watched at least 3 reading home games that season and they were all against teams beginning with w so it was um west brom wigan i think i think they might have both been wins i can't remember um but i was back um in england from dubai uh on january the 1st 2007 reading 6 west ham <laughs> So this, so this is my number seven. This has gone a bit extreme for you, Mark. No, <laughs> the I wanted to balance it out a bit. So, uh, <laughs> but I, but also the part of the reason that I've chosen these different type of memories is because I think that's yeah that kind of highlights what being a fan of one club absolutely is about. You yeah. do you do remember the good times. You remember the bad times. You remember things for different reasons. You yeah. Remember, it's like when we've talked about utopia in the past. That's part of, you know, supporting Reading when I was at college. That's yeah. kind of all part of. It wasn't just about the football. Do you know what I mean? So anyway, yeah. you mentioned uh, Brynjar Gunnarsson. He scored in this game. Um, Stephen Hunt scored. Anton Ferdinand scored an own goal, which was very very funny. Enjoyed that one. Um, <laughs> I got I got a feeling a corner came in and he just like yeah. sliced it in um, Sunday league defending something like that yeah Kevin Doyle put Reading 4-0 up at half time and then Leroy Lita scored I think it was early in the second half and then Kevin Doyle got his second 
So six nil to West Ham, and to do that in the Premier League, okay, mm-hmm. they're they're struggling. Alan Kerbisley was the manager, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, but for Reading to have a six nil win in the Premier League against a you know an established <laughs> club like West Ham, that was you know that that was a fantastic day. So that's yeah. my number seven. First uh, of January two thousand and seven, Reading six, West Ham nil. Um, so we're now into uh, number six on your list, Johnny. What's your number six? Yeah, this one is a really personal one, mate. There's a couple of, uh, that I'll talk about. This one was Gillingham at home in April 2000. On a Friday night, uh, we drew to Will, and it was the, the last game I went to with my dad, um, who was not well living down in Bournemouth. Um, cut a long story short, Hadn't seen for a long time, but we we came up to Reading to have a day out, uh, which I'd never been to Reading with my dad as an adult. Um, so he showed me around some of the old pubs that he used to go to, the the Boar's Head, Spread Eagle, whether they were there or not at the time. The the, the site, the Roebuck Inn, I think was one of the other ones. Um, and then we went and watched the game that night, um, and it was it was it was. It wasn't about the football. It was about the day. My dad made corned beef sandwiches. Uh, we got the the, the 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 train up from Bournemouth. Uh, there's something like you know. Uh, I was, Jesus, yeah. How old was I then? Twenty eight. Um, I couldn't do it when I was younger. My dad wasn't around and, and not well and different things. Um, it was that season. I think Caskey scored that night when he scored about five hundred goals that season to keep us up. Um, and it just it it just meant it was a, a very big personal thing to me as a Reading fan that I could go and watch a game with my dad. Um, as you know, your dad, Mark, it, 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 yeah, those those moments are priceless. And uh, you know, we I lived in early as a kid, uh, Sidmouth Grange Road. No one ever knows that, and you know, I hadn't been back for a long time with my dad. So it's a do that do the experience even though he wasn't well bless him and um yeah i i, I yeah i can't say any more than that it, you know it's, it's a personal experience mate isn't it you know as you know um but it meant meant the whole world even though it absolutely destroyed him tired wise uh he loved it it was one of his favorite experiences uh before he passed um yeah yeah amazing. Well, I was talking on on that subject. I was uh, lucky enough to um, not only go to a Reading game um, with with my dad, which which happened on on you know many occasions, but um, also it was my dad, me, and my daughters. We went to uh, what, uh, a couple of games, I think. Yeah. Um, a few years ago, it was the. Uh, I think the first game that my daughters went to was when Reading lost something like three one at home to Sheffield Wednesday, and, and Lucas Zhao scored for Sheffield Wednesday, and then yeah. he scored for Reading. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that was my my daughter's first game, and my my dad was there as well. So I've you know I I got a um, couple of memories like that as well. So um, Johnny, coming to my number six. Um, it is a draw, this one. So, so far I've had um, a draw, a defeat, a defeat, 
a win and this is a draw. But this is one of the greatest draws in the history of Reading Football Club, I reckon. And I'm sure you and plenty of Reading fans will agree with that. It was Brentford 1, Reading 1, 2002. That was our last game in the third tier before we got promoted 21 years ago, that late Jamie Curitan equaliser. I was working at that time with a Brentford fan. Yeah. So I was very, very happy about that. And, um, you know, I don't need to say too much about that game, but Jamie Curitan, not only did he get the equaliser that got us automatic promotion um, and sent us up and instead of Brentford, because I think Brentford went into the playoffs, didn't they? And then they didn't go up. Yeah. I think that's right, isn't it? Yeah. So... Um, not only was it a really important equaliser, but it was a brilliant goal as well, wasn't it? So, class. So that's my, you know, most Reading fans know about that game, so I don't need to talk too much about the game. But yeah, that's um, that kind of led to the possibility of um, my first child being called Jamie. Um, but then we had a daughter, so we could have been called Jamie, but. Uh, um, I've got a story to add to that later yes, on. In this so one. You told me your yeah about Jamie or yeah uh, one yeah I like that one later on. Huh? One of your friends has got a yeah yeah like I, yeah that that got that game might come up a bit later on. <clears throat> All right, okay, <laughs> let's let's move on then. We're moving into our top fives. So what's your what's your top five memorable Reading game, Johnny? Uh, well, this is this is the add-on to the last one. This is the first game I ever went to. Uh, as a kid with my dad. Um, Bombs away in November 81. 1-0 defeat in the Cup, if my memory serves me right. And I, I, you know, I'm, I'm sure people that are very stato and whatever, that all I remember is watching, and I think Kerry Dixon played, I think Neil Webb played, I think Nigel Spatman played for Bournemouth. Um, it, it was a... Yeah, I was living down that part of the world. Um, it was yeah the first game of football to my dad. You know, I was only what, geez, to nine years old. Um, just because you know living circumstances. I, I remember do go remember aside to that. Two, I think it was eighty four. I went to watch Bournemouth beat Man United here with the cup holders. Two nil. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah Dean Court. Yeah, uh, uh, eighty-four season, I think it was. Bournemouth won. Was, was, I've got a vague recollection. Was, was this isn't about Reading now, but yeah. was Eddie Howe playing for Bournemouth? Who? In that game? Eddie Howe. Jeez, I don't know. I don't know. It was. Know, Ron, that, I remember that, big that, head, but... big, big Ron was manager of United, and they, you know, they, they were huge at the time. They came down to little poxy Bournemouth and they smashed them, and it was brilliant. Like as a as a as a you know, at that stage, you went to watch games of football because you just love football, but. It was it was you know the start of my my football journey with my dad uh, you know it's long gone now but it it was like it was just geez this is this is something unreal that um, you know the old Dean Court has probably moved about fourteen times around in different angles um, but you don't forget those moments like you know I talked about the podcast with my dad's experiences at Reading's my brothers um, that was my first one. Um, it was a defeat, but it, it, I don't think we we're ever going to win the FA Cup that season. So I'm okay with that. 
All right. So um, my number five is um, Reading 3, Middlesbrough 2, 19th of August 2006, Reading's first ever Premier League game. 2-0 down. Gareth Southgate, the future England manager, was manager of Middlesbrough. Um, Reading came back to win 3-2. Kitson and Sidwell scored late in the first half and Leroy Lita got the winner, the third goal in the second half. And that was our introduction to the Premier League, you know, with 2-0 down. Uh Uh-oh. And then we come back, win 3-2. I think Middlesbrough had um, Stuart Downing, Mark Viduka. Good side. Yeah, they had a player called... I had a look at this before we did this episode. They had a player on the Italian player called Macaroni on the bench. I can't remember yeah. his first name. Yeah. Um, um, Massimo Macaroni. Massimo Macaroni was it. Stuart, so Stuart Down in Martford Duke. Sounds like a 90s dance song now, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. So anyway, that's that's my number five. Don't need to say too much more about that game. It was the first, Reading's first ever Premier League game. And what an introduction. And what a season that season was. You know, including that six nil against West Ham later in the season, and um, what a way to start in in the Premier League. So that that's my number five, uh, Reading three, Middlesbrough two, on nineteenth of August two thousand and six. So your number four, Johnny. Um, I don't know. You might you might bring this up. I may not be. I don't know. Uh, a certain game at Wembley in nineteen eighty eight. Um, again. Poor student. I, I actually couldn't go. I feel ashamed now as a winning fan. Now, obviously, I was a plastic fan back then. I didn't realise. Um, you know, I, I followed the I was watching the game on telly. It was just like watching Reading at Wembley was just surreal. And to win something at Wembley and then typical Reading, we couldn't defend it the following season because we went got relegated. Um, it was it was just it was just one of those moments again, you go, wow, it's 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 Reading. <laughs> um and I like you know the the that whole season was you know chalk and cheese up and down and whatever you want to call it. Um, but Reading made their mark, mark. Um, yeah, I, yeah. Again, like you say, like we all everyone knows what the game was about. But for me, it was like and like the kids I was at school with back there, or just, yeah, just even school. Reading, but like it was again back in those days, eighties, Liverpool, Man United. Reading didn't come into the, uh, the, the the Somerset zone of football fans, you know. Yeah, I made a mark. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, well, you, you you may or may not find out fairly soon whether that game's on my list. But <laughs> yeah, moving on, uh, my number four is a game from October 1985, Newport County nil, Reading two, twelfth uh, of October 1985, Reading wrote the record for most wins at the start of the season. So at that point, it was the 12th win from the start Mm. of the season. Uh, Reading were in Division 3, which was the equivalent of what would now be League 1. Stuart Bevan and Kevin Bremner got the goals. Uh, Just a fantastic... I was at the game. Um, Mm. My dad was a director at that point. And yeah, just a fantastic game to to be at. And the the kind of ironic thing was that I think Stuart Bevan had been at Spurs as a like a youth team player or something like that. 
and Spurs had the record previously. They'd won 11 at the start of the season in the 60s or something like that. Um, so a former Spurs player broke the Spurs record. Um, so, and, and Kevin, I always loved watching Kevin Bremner play and score just mm. for anyone who, um, for anyone who doesn't remember Reading back from those days, um, Kevin Bremner was a sort of a Erling Haaland on steroids. <laughs> yeah. In the way that he played, he was just, um, I don't know if, if anyone remembers um, a cartoon TV series called Captain Caveman. <laughs> he, he was like... Uh, Captain Caveman! Kevin Bremner was a brilliant player for Reading. Scored goals, bashed people around. If only Reading had a player like Kevin Bremner now. Um, hmm. But yeah, Stuart, Stuart Bevan, Kevin Bremner scored the goals. So it's Newport County nil, Reading 2. Uh, 12th of October 1985, Reading break the record for most wins at the start of the season, uh, which at that point was was 12 wins. So that's my number four. So we're coming to our top threes now. Johnny, who's your number three? Number three, you've already mentioned, the Brentford away 1-1. One, one. Um I like again. It's the personal memory stuff for me that um, one of our best friends, Rob McGowan, we did the four pubs, I think, that day, and and it was it was just a special day because, uh, gee, like that that season, I think you know we've talked about it. You know, those last ten games, nine draws, and it was just it was it was like. Uh, it was horrible. It was horrible to watch us just this train wreck trying to grind over the line. Kind of similar to this season, but with a positive result rather than a negative one. Um, going to Brentford, needing a draw, stay up. ITV Digital at the time, wasn't it? was the, uh, the part of the thing. Um, that, that goal, Hero's goal. The, the Kiro connection I have now and, and obviously somebody I know, I I didn't realise until recently named their their young one after Jamie. Um which is just a just a flashback in a in a very different way, but he supports the other lot, not Reading, he supports Bristol Rovers, but that's okay. Um, yeah. but also more importantly for me, um, you know, my dad's story was after that game, I, I spoke to him and went, Dad, we've finally done it. We've finally gone up. Um, sadly, he passed not too long after that. Uh, but he was like, oh, really? And he was he was made up because, he, he, you know, he'd never seen Reading get to that level in his sporting days. We'd obviously been there before, but, you know, to know that I was there and to... to, to to go through it after the game ended I have no idea what happened <laughs> <laughs> I remember based on what you've just said I have an idea what happened if you can't remember it yeah 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 I ended up in some uh, on the way back to Cambridge or wherever I was living at the time um, and then watching the replays on ITV Digital the next morning constantly just going yeah, that was that was that was a special goal, special moment. No one can ever, whatever. Yeah, what we've gone through this week has been horrible. 
the, the positive memories outweigh the negative ones every time. One of, one of the most memorable and most important goals in, in the clubs, certainly in, in the recent history, well, re- recent 21 years ago, but um, that was the the starting point for yeah. everything that came after that because, yeah. you know, a few, a few seasons after that, Reading were in the Premier League. Yeah. And, you know, there's no guarantee that just because you got the goal that, Got your automatic promotion that season. If if Jamie Curitan Hunter scored that goal, if Redden lost that game, you know Brentford lost in the playoffs. I think didn't they? Um, yeah. Because of that goal, they they went into the playoffs. There's no guarantee that Reading would have gone up. We might not have had the 106 sliding doors, isn't it, Mark? It's kind it of is. it is. And um, Johnny, just to mention... I know, I have to turn my lights on, mate. Yeah, I'm going to ask you to turn your on. You're fading away. <laughs> a bit like Reading, but um, yeah. So I'll uh, I'll just wait for you to turn the light on. Oh, there you go. And here he comes. So just wait for Johnny to come back. Oh, it went three different colours then. Uh, sorry, Mark. I just hope this electricity bill is coming out of our budget for the 1871 podcast. This is going to cost me a lot now. I hope you realise. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so my my number three um, actually uh, happened eleven days after my number four. So my number four was that the Reading two 0 win at Newport to break the record. The next one. Um, was uh, my number three was Reading 2, Wolves 2 at Elm Park on 23rd of October 1985 in Division 3, the record-breaking Royals. So Reading had won their first 13 games. Reading were top, Wolves were bottom. Uh, Steve Bull was playing for Wolves. Um, And it was... I think the official capacity was 13,500, uh, which they announced. But I think it was more like double <laughs> from what I can remember. It was more than 13,500 anyway. Um, but officially it was 13,500. Unofficially, I think it was more than 20,000 at Elm Park. Um, and if you'd ever been to Elm Park, you know that 20,000 20, plus at Elm Park was was pretty packed. <laughs> Um, so it's Reading 2, Wolves 2, uh, Kevin Bremen and Trevor Senior scored for Reading. And even though it was the first time that, that Reading hadn't won in the league that season, just that, that probably was the, the game that possibly had the best atmosphere that I've ever been to yeah. a game at Elm Park. Cause I think it was a midweek game as well under floodlights. Um, I'm not 100% sure but I think it was I've got a feeling it was a Tuesday evening and there were and there you know we had some brilliant games under the floodlights watching Michael Jilks bombing down the wing in front of the South Bank uh and just that atmosphere for um for a midweek game at Elm Park uh yeah. you're never going to get that at Madeski Stadium Farley yeah. Stadium or whatever else it might be called in the future um you know, and that—that's why I think a lot of Reading fans have got happy memories of of Elm Park. Absolutely, um, because of that atmosphere, um, because it was a small ground, because you were close to the pitch. Um, 
so yeah that's my number number three johnny reading two wolves two that ended the th- um the, the run of wins 13 wins um but we'd already broken the record by then. I think the previous game was 1-0 against Lincoln. I've got a feeling Steve Wood might have scored the goal for the uh um for the 13th win. Can't remember. But anyway, that's my number three, Reading Two Wolves Two in 1985. So um down to the top two now, Johnny. What game made it for your number two memorable Reading game? It was a it was a, um Crystal Palace. Uh, what you drew to all, um, after beating Forest on the on Tuesday or Wednesday night. Sadly, uh, you know, we was hoping Jason Roberts got sent off back in 2012, but the, it, like, yeah, we were promoted. Then I think there was a group of us in the walkabout that night watching Middlesbrough play Southampton, and I think. We were hoping that you know we're going to be champions. Became champions. Personally, for me, I, I've met so many people from that night that became friends. Math, who's been on the podcast, Emma, loads of people. That 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 night to me was a special night. I come over from Australia on holiday with my little one, Lily, who's now not so little. Um, came over for the for the Forest game. That was brilliant. Cheers. You know, get promoted. That night was the walkabout, and anyone that was there with the left side, with the left side of the pub, with the right side, the right side of the pub. It was just as a, a, a happy moment as a Reading fan for anyone that was there. It was just, it was just surreal. You know, the way the game turned out. They, I didn't, they, you know, Middlesbrough drew, so so we won the league. And I, you know, you see the player celebrations. What they did, we did <laughs> to the same degree, and. um it, it, you know, as a as a fan, it meant a lot. It, it, you know, again, you know, things that people may not understand, but like you know, coming over from there to to watch it, to be there for it, for these special moments. We all have our own special moments, as we've talked about already. But that was that was huge for me. Yeah. So moving on to my number two, and and as we mentioned early on, this isn't you know, necessarily memorable games as in all good. Um, and this one could have easily been number one because in terms of memorable games, this is this is right up there. Um, so it's my, my number two. Um, possibly the most heartbreaking game in Reading's history was the playoff final against Bolton in 1995. <laughs> um, so Reading were 2-0 up. Stuart Lovell had a penalty to make it 3-0. Um, keeper saved the penalty. Bolton came back to 2 all, send the game into extra time, uh, then went 4-2 uh, up in extra time. Jimmy Quinn scored to make it 4-3. Um, Bolton went up. And the only reason that um, Reading didn't go up automatically that season was um, they finished second, but the division was being restructured because I think the Premier League uh, went down from 22 to 20 or something like mm-hmm. that. So then only one team went up automatically, which was Middlesbrough, who won the league. And bearing in mind, Reading the previous season had got promoted from the third tier. So they they did enough, basically, to 
to go, you know, imagine we're in League One and then we, we get promoted next season or whenever it might be. Um, and then we go, we finish second and get automatic promotion to the Premier League. That's what would have happened because we finished second. Um, but the restructure... So in terms of a most memorable game as a Reading fan, this could have easily been number one. It was the, the most heartbreaking game. I think for all Reading fans, um, probably more heartbreaking um, for Stuart Lovell than anyone else. Um, but Reading did eventually get up to the Premier League um, and we had him on the the podcast and he, he talks about that and and um these these things happen. Somebody wins, somebody loses. Um you know, so in terms of memorable games, I mean that had to be that had to be in my sort of top two or three and potentially at number one, but I've put that at number number two. So Johnny, tell us your number one. Uh mate, this is this is uh, Utopia. That I've never went to of of my life. Um, the QPR two one um, again. You know, I was living in Australia. I I, I I flew back for that game because I I could not be there for that. I had to be that game with Rob. Who I talked about who's one you know best mates and to to see Reading. Celebrate being in the Premier League was just surreal. It was just absolutely bonkers. Um, and then the way the game panned out was just just the icing on the cake. I think you, you, you couldn't you couldn't have a, a a perfect moment as a fan to get to your dream world. You know, we've gone for the the heartache this week, but it's always the, the, the good stuff outweighs the bad stuff, and that Mertz penalty. Smashing Kingsley into wherever, um, and like you know, for the journey for me, you know, uh, as a fan living over in Oz and 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 going through different things in my own um, mental health journey, you know, I talk about before, it's like that that meant the world to me. That it's like my club is up there. I had no idea that we'd go on next season and do what we did because I was just like. We're up there, but like then, then it like you see, we've, you've talked about it before the podcast. The second season was all as better, but it was just like wow, the points record, which we still got apparently. Um, yeah, uh, I can't say anymore. Yeah, well, my number one, you've probably guessed, we've had a few clues, is the Simon Cup final at Wembley 1988, 4 1 win. Against Luton, um, Michael Jilks, Stuart Bevan, which I think was a penalty. Mick Tate, Neil Smiley scored the goals. Um, Trevor Senior had left Reading before that season, um, played for Watford, played Middlesbrough, and then came back afterwards. So he wasn't part. He, he was at Reading before and after, but not that season. So he wasn't part of that. But for me, I, I think. Potentially, that was Michael Jilks' best ever game for Reading. And Michael Jilks is my favourite all-time Reading player. And it wasn't just the final. It was I went to all the um, all the games. We had a lot of home games. And I think it was 
Coventry City in the semi-final mm. at Elm Park. And I've got a feeling that um, David Speedy, who played for Chelsea and Liverpool, he, I think he scored for Coventry. And I remember him, he jumped up, in, I think this was in the semi-final at Elm Park, he jumped up on, on the fence at the away end, um, celebrating with the away fans. And then I can't even remember who who scored the goals for, for Reading to, to get us through to the final. But that final, and Martin Hicks um, lifting the trophy. So, yes, it's the Simog Cup. I think it was the full members cup, wasn't it? Um, sponsored by Simod. And just that day and... We had Martin Hicks on as a guest recently, and he said that he went back to watch a Reading game. I think he watched the Reading-Birmingham game. Mm. And someone came up to him and and thanked him, not only for the best Reading game of their life, but the best day of their life. So there were... So I don't know. I don't know what the home... the, The regular home crowds were that season it was something like five thousand four five thousand maybe more I can't remember but that game we there were sixty thousand there forty thousand were reading fans mm. and it was it was just amazing it was sort of like we'd been trans because we were rubbish in the league that's mm-hmm. relegated yeah. um but we were transported into some sort of dreamland and to see Michael Jilks play the way he did on you know on that pitch and even Martin Hick was taking the ball out of defence and um we had Keith Curl at the back as well because Steve Wood had, had left by then I think. Uh yeah a, a, amazing. So probably in terms of most memorable games, I've got it that way round. The the Bolton game kind of in a way is more memorable for, for the wrong reasons. Um but yeah, I just wanted to put the the Simon Cup final uh, at number one. So, Johnny, just um, just go through your your list, number ten. Just just list them out in ten to one order. Jesus, um, Luton home uh, ten. Wigan, the Luton home three 0 Wigan home two one. Liverpool away two one. Wolves home two one. Gillingham all home two uh, two. Bournemouth uh, lost 1-0. Um, where are we now? Uh, Simon Cup 4-1. Uh, Brentford 1-1 away. Palace 2-2 at home. And then the QPR 2-1. Yeah. Uh, but like, mate, we could, we could be here for a week, can we? I mean, we, we almost... You know, I started doing them in in day order, but then I thought well, let's let's do it as a countdown. Um, I mean, there were a lot more games that got left off that list than. Oh God, yeah, different memories, doesn't it? Different experience. I, the one, the other one, I, I go back to the negative one was the Arsenal seven five. I was sat in a pub yeah. in Dublin watching us four up at Arsenal, going <laughs> seven and seven four as well against yeah. Portsmouth. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, like those kind of games you're going. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. All right. You know. well, my well, my uh, ten to one countdown is um, number ten: Blackpool nil, Reading nil, uh, possibly nineteen eighty nine. 
That was when the the coach driver decided to do a tour of the Blackpool lights after the game. Uh, number nine was Crew One Reading Nil in circa ninety. 91, uh, Craig Hignett getting the goal for Crew. Number eight was um, Reading's FA Cup semi-final defeat against Arsenal in 2015. Number seven was the New Year's Day 2007 game, Reading 6, West Ham 0 in the Premier League. Um, number six on both of our lists, um, Brentford 1, Reading 1, 2002. Last time Reading were in the third tier, Jamie Curiton getting the equaliser. To secure automatic promotion. Um, number five, Reading three, Middlesbrough two, Reading's first ever Premier League game. Number four, Newport nil, Reading two, uh, which broke the record for most wins at the start of the season in 1985. Number three, again in 1985, uh, Division three, Reading two, Wolves two, which brought the record breaking run of 13 games. Uh, 13 wins at the start of the season to an end. Um, number two, the Reading v Bolton playoff final in 1995. And my number one was the Simon Cup final at Wembley in 1988, which was also on your list, Johnny. So um, that's the that's the top 10. So we've done our 25 um, favourite players each, which adds up to 50. So 10 each favourite games adds up to 70 and uh, we're doing our Reading FC Top 100 series which started on episode 100 so we've got 30 left to go so we've done 70 so far Um, so just a reminder that on tomorrow's episode we'll also be choosing five memorable seasons each and I guess at least a couple of the seasons on our lists will be the same (laughs) for that one Johnny um I think that that one is going to be easier than than this list somehow. Yeah. yeah. So that is uh, that that is our, our choice of our top five memorable Reading seasons, and that episode's available from ten a.m. tomorrow, um, which is tomorrow being Sunday, and then on Monday's episode uh, again uh, available from ten a.m. It's Adam Lafondra. He'll be joining us as a guest uh, on Monday's episode, and that episode is available from 10 a.m. on Monday. We're speaking to him on Sunday evening at 10 p.m. UK time, which will be early morning. So he will be in Monday. Uh, We'll be speaking to us on Monday, but we'll be speaking to him on Sunday because he's in Australia. And then by the time the episode goes out, it will be Monday morning. Um, anyway, if you're not too confused by that, that episode is um, Adam Lafondra, available from 10am on Monday, which is the bank holiday, and also Reading's final game in the championship for a while, not too long, we hope, um, until they get back there. So um, that's all coming up for you. So thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll see you on the next episode tomorrow. Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. 
Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.